You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour three, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. The bottom of the hour, will Matt Rose continue his scorching hot start to the National Football League season in our NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select? I am not confident in my picks this week, but they're all going to win, so it's fine. Okay. Uh, tune in for that. Um, but first, uh, Flames host on Sportsnet on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Thank God, one game to go in the preseason. Uh, Ryan Leslie, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Great to be with you as always. And I love the uh, Run DMC Aerosmith intro. Yes. Song. Uh, great song. Um, did you watch the Jays game yesterday? Unfortunately, uh, I'm dealing with a uh, neutered dog uh, and some... Uh, issues with that so i missed it but oh, uh, okay. sounds like i didn't miss a ton mm. uh well it's kind of apropos for the small balls um, um wow um comment jeff blair can you play that for uh ryan leslie please uh gvp to play small ball mm. small balls yeah mm. uh, there you go um Oof. yeah skating there's a lot of jokes i could make right now but yeah. i won't it's too early Paint a um, very bad picture. Um, are you like me, Ryan? How much do you glean from any no. preseason game? No, you're not. Um, you're <laughs> you're uh, definitely not. You're uh, successful. I'm not. Um, is there anything you can glean from a preseason game, especially the seventh of eight, like it was last night at Edmonton? Uh you know, I, yeah, there. Are, I think there are some things that you're looking at for sure. And, you know, you're looking at some of those guys, you know, Dryden Hunt and, and others that, you know, are close. Um, for me, you know, you kind of watch guys for various shifts at the games I've been able to see and attend. So, yeah, there's some things. But this late, uh, you know, Huska said the other day, you know, we pretty much know who is on this team. And, you know, there's been... Um, a couple of injuries, um, one to Jacob Pelche that really stands out for most. So, okay, what does that mean for any opportunities? So there, there are definitely things that you can take away from it. Um, I didn't see last night's game, um, but uh, yeah, certainly there's lots you can take away. Um, are we all just ready to you know flip the switch and get going? Yeah, um, we've got one home game, uh, the home opener, and then you get on the road. And then you kind of see what you've got. I love the early road trip, but uh, as far as as far as uh, are we sitting around kind of excited about uh, seven of eight in the preseason? No, not at this point. It's, it's time to get going. Uh, you mentioned the injuries. Kevin Rooney's another one who you know maybe yeah. might have been a guy for the fourth line, maybe. But who love that guy too? Yeah, who benefits from these two inter- injuries? Who are kind of the guys that you look at that might be in line for a fourth round, fourth line opening night role? Well, yeah, I mean, I kind of go back to Dylan Hunt. I mean, he's he's kind of a responsible guy that uh, coaches can rely on, and uh, he's kind of the. I said Dylan. I think I said I'm in Dryden, but uh, Dryden Hunt uh, is a guy who can can kind of come in and. Uh, you know, just uh, give you what I think you need. Just somebody who you don't have to worry about too much. He's mm. got a few games under his belt, the National Hockey League level. He's bounced around to various teams. So, yeah, it's uh, he's one that kind of jumps out. And uh, I'm sure there's others, but he, to me, is probably the front runner. How about a big Adam Klapka? <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
He is big, but uh, <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I see it just yet. And I could be completely wrong sure. on this one. Um, and I know his name continues to get batted around there. And, you know, he's shown a little bit of bite, a little bit of bite at times. And uh, he certainly got the size. And, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I see it yet, but I, I'm willing to be wrong on that one. I'll throw one more name at you there. Uh, Connor Zary, who actually got uh, quite a bit of praise from the head coach there yesterday after the preseason <clears throat> game. Yeah, I didn't. Again, I didn't see last night's uh, tilt, but uh, I haven't been uh, completely sold yet. I get sure. the sense uh, it's coming with him. I get the sense that he's close, um, but I don't know as though he's he's there for opening night. You know, bit of a stretch with the big club yet, but you get the sense he's close. What are you expecting out of Walker Dewar this season? How much more ceiling is there on that guy? Because I think there, there's still a ton of growth we could see out of him this season. I would agree with you, actually, George. I, I think that's uh, that's something to keep an eye on. He is a player who fits in seamlessly. He's got some wheels. He's got a bigger body. Um, again, kind of a, a guy you're starting to realize, okay, you got a little bit of trust in him. And he's kind of showing you more, isn't he? With every, mm-hmm. not every, you know, he started off the way he did, which was great. And you get the sense that there's more there um, with his with his overall game and what confidence can do, um, and and the fact that he feels maybe a little bit more secure to go along with that confidence. So, yeah, I, I think that that's a that's a good call. That there's more there, and I think we might even see it. I had a lot of questions about what we were going to see from Adam Rizicka this year. Didn't feel like there was a spot for him down the middle. And we've seen him do a little bit of everything in the preseason at home. He's been like second line left winger on the road. He's been doing first line center. What have you made of his camp and, and kind of what does this camp mean for this player who, you know, has not necessarily been able to find a home when Daryl Sutter was the head coach? Well, they're certainly giving him opportunities, aren't they, guys? Like they are, as you mentioned, putting him in all kinds of different positions and and situations. So um, I think, gosh, he's just such a, you know, the frame and the makeup of his game is there. You'd like to see him take another step. And you've seen him score. Don't get me wrong. But there was other times in that game um, back in Calgary here where, you know, he had the goal, but there were times when he went missing. And, uh I don't know. I mean, he, he's giving you more this year. It looks like it, but he's also getting more opportunity. But then there's also, you know, so those are the highs. And then there's been a bit of a dip at times throughout this camp for me, anyhow. Um, and I, again, could be completely out to lunch on that one, but at times it just seems that he um, can give you something and then he can kind of take away with something. And I, and maybe I'm just wanting more because you see that there's uh, so many tools there. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to continue to get great opportunities because anytime you hear Huska talk about him, you, you can just see coaches' eyes light up with the potential and the possibility of this guy. And uh, this is a year he needs. New coach, new system, fresh leash on, uh, on his playing life here. Um, go out and make the most of it, young man, because this is, this is a guy who could really uh, – turn a corner and, and I think I don't know if that pop is too strong you're not going to see I don't know if I can see this guy pop hmm. but uh, you know he's been around long enough now and he's got to take another step and and he's going to get the chance to do so tell me if you agree with this if I see consistent intensity from Adam Rizicka then he should find that home 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's a yeah, I, but I'm waiting to see that, yeah. and that's one of the big ifs because I don't expect him to go out and fight. I don't expect him to go well, out and be the ultimate power forward, even though he's built like one. Um, I don't expect him to score 30 goals, even though he's got a great scoring touch. But he, yeah, to use your term, I think that's a great way of looking at. It. But that's what I'm. To be fair, as a coach or anything else, as a fan or you know, as a media member, you're looking at it like. That's all you okay, that's realistic. That's that's something I would think, you know, with the makeup of his game that you you should expect to see. And I think that's a very realistic way of putting it. Flames host for Sportsnet, Ryan Leslie joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, big show Russick and Rose, nine sixty the fan. Um, how hard is it not to be super excited about Matt Coronado? Yeah, right. Um he's taking it all in stride and taking it as it comes, but uh, those on the outside are looking at the numbers and the shot, the release, the uh, just the poise that he's showing at times and some good decisions at times. And certainly, uh, you know, coach would see far more than we would in terms of the good and bad to his game about what they're looking for. But yeah, it's, it's great to see. I would, I would sort of temper it because of the time of year it is, um, you know, we've seen this uh, guys in the past where, you know, players do what they do, maybe even into the regular season, it continues with a hot start. But, you know, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself because this regular season, you know, he's been playing a lot of hockey from Penticton on, and it hasn't even really begun yet. So yeah. I don't, I always bristle when I hear, hey, you've been playing a lot of hockey. Um, no, it, it hasn't even started yet. And yet he has been on the ice a lot. And so we'll see his burnout. Does he take a dip? Can he maintain? what he's been doing or talk about that consistency and that intensity, you know, he's, he's a smart guy uh, to go to Harvard. And I think he's got a, uh, you know, opportunity to learn from some guys who've surrounded him, and, and certainly guys like Dylan Dubé who've taken him under his wing and, and uh, kind of shown him the ropes off the ice as well. But to be surrounded by some guys who want to see him succeed, they could use that. Couldn't they, uh, his scoring touch. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, it is, it is an exciting thing. Uh, just, I think everybody will kind of temper it as it gets going for real. What do you think's better for him early on in his NHL career, playing with maybe a guy like Jonathan Huberto who can find him all over the ice with some passes mm-hmm. or playing with the rock of this team and Michael Backlund? Well, you could hear him when asked about Michael Backlund, almost kind of pause, but certainly the way he delivered his response was about, just how good Michael Backlund is, how responsible he is, what a two-way guy is, what a pro. And, you know, you've heard others talk about just, it was another Matthew, Matthew Kachuk, who said Michael Backlund is probably the most underrated player in the NHL. And I thought that was about as high praise and compliment as you could get. And I don't know as though there'd be many arguers for those in and around the game for truly underrated with an appreciation for the way he plays. So, uh, yeah, I think Michael Backlund could probably... Not there's no bad choices in those options, that's for sure. But Michael Backlund sort of seems like, you know, he's already caught the true attention to detail eye of Matthew Coronado. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. But that might be a good way to kind of shelter. Um, I don't know if shelter is the right word, but just kind of surround Coronado with the the right way, the tools, and and maybe even uh, be able to help him out in some pretty tricky situations. But I don't think there's a bad option between those two. His nickname in the USHL was the Bison because of how he'd rumble through the offensive zone. Do you think it sticks in the NHL? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, mm. 
I don't think it does. Um, but uh, creatively, uh, we were told it came up with the nickname Knots. So that's his... Uh, Knots? Uh, like the middle three letters in his name, in his last there name? There you go, man. Yeah. Not, not oh, even at this man. hour could wow. I trick you, but yeah, that's... I'm pretty sharp when it comes to hockey nicknames. Yep, Knots. So there you uh, go. That's uh, that's breaking news as of, I don't know, a week ago. Way to go, sleuth. Scoops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what have you seen so far from Sharon Govich? Ah, yeah, boy, these are these are tough ones. I mean, um, you see, you see. We're just grilling of, you right now. I guess yeah, I don't know. You know, I just got up, right? Yeah, <laughs> sorry, I didn't know that was a tough question. Sorry, Leslie, I pulled it down the back a little bit. Yeah, oof. what's what's next? Math? Yeah. Um, Sharon Govich plus Coronado equals. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Fifty-six. Uh, I, uh, you know, sure. I, I think there's a lot there. I think he's a good young player. And uh, and certainly you talk like we were earlier about um, somebody who's getting opportunities. He is, and he's penciled in, and he's going to stay there. And I think he's, you know, new system. How much did we talk about that last year? Well, we got to give this younger player a little bit of leash too to, uh, to figure it all out, especially when you throw a new team, new coach, new line mates. Uh, there's some language. Uh, issues there, but I think he's doing a great job on that front as well. Um, and I think there's a lot to like there. So I'm going to give him a little bit of time for sure, as I think a lot of people should and will um, before they come up with somebody. He's going to get a great opportunity to play with some good hockey players. And, and, and I think Flames fans should be excited about what they see in him, but maybe not uh, like go wild today. It's not as easy to identify today, but I think there's going to be a lot to like throughout the season. He's got a lot there to like. Uh, sticking on the hard questions, who gets more goals this season, Sharon Govich or Majapani? Majapani. Yeah, I think uh, okay. he's due for a little bounce back. Uh, to me, that's an easy one. I, well, now, now, now that I think about it, you know, no, I think Manj is going to. I think the old uh, bread man's ready to to kind of bounce back there. And I know <laughs> there'll be playing time discrepancies and one might get more than the other, mm. but I just think this guy might just kind of, not a lot of people are talking about him, George. And I, you know, there's a lot of other storylines people are watching and maybe that works for him. A little sneaky in the weeds undercover. He's looking good. And he's, I think he's ready for a bounce back. We've seen him score over 30 before. And I'm not saying he's going to get there now, but again, we talk about this uh, new lease, on life with a lot of players who are feeling, you know, real light and positive about where they are right now. I, I can't help but think that maybe he's a guy that we look back and go, hmm, maybe we should have talked about him a little bit more in October. But uh, we'll see as it gets going for real. Ryan, yesterday, uh, Eric Francis reporting that we're going to get some significant news on Calgary's arena situation at some point today. Ah. Now, uh, it is a Francis report, so, you know. But yeah. also... What do we think about this? I'm this is kidding. exciting. This is huge. Yeah, and he's he's the best. Hmm. What do we think about uh, perhaps a big announcement coming and finally getting this thing going? Yeah, I apologize. I think I may have cut out on you there. Um, but uh, as far as new rink news, uh, Eric has been on top of it. I uh, trust what he has to say about uh, some some news on the building. Um, that's great. Um you know, man, it's been a long time coming. And man, is it ever tough to get to the games these days. Even just driving around the city in general is absolute madness. 
Um, I'll park that little rant for just a moment. But <laughs> as far as the building is concerned, <laughs> traffic. I know... Am I right? <laughs> Sorry, anyway. <laughs> huh? What's the deal? What's that? <laughs> um, yeah, I. Uh... Oh, that's another show. But uh, I know they went to some um, design folks. Um, we'll call them. Um, went down to Detroit and took a peek at uh, what I think is the best building in the National Hockey League, and that's Little Caesars Arena, with all due respect to the Saddledome. Um, and they were looking at ideas, um, design ideas, um, architectural ideas. And uh, and I'm really hopeful that they came back uh, with, um, with some great ideas to apply to this arena, and I think they are going to. You see some of the new arenas, some arenas, um, either new or even just the stage, before, you know, after new, not necessarily old, but not new either. And they kind of built the lower and upper bowl sort of out versus up. And from what I'm hearing, we're looking at uh, a new building that's going to kind of keep the fans on top of the action. And I love that. And I just think that's so important. Um that uh, the fans can remain because hey, say what you want about the dome and everybody said it, but it's still great for sight lines and uh, it is still a great place to watch a hockey game. And I think they're going to try and make sure that by definition, it's, you know, you're right on top of it. And there's going to be all sorts of, uh, you know, great little things that go along with this new building, but it's time to get things going. Um, full marks to the groups in various departments down there, just keeping it going and, making the experience what it is, uh, but it is time. And I, I'm hopeful that uh, whatever news Eric and, and the organization and uh, all involved are coming out with, uh, it's time to, it's time to get going. And I know everybody's pumped about it and I think it sounds as though it's a go. So um, bring it on. Is, is it hard to maybe combat some of that cynicism? Like my man, Matty Rose over here is like, great. You're telling me about arenas until I see a shovel in the ground. I'm yeah, not going to buy yeah, fair. it. Very fair. And I've said that to myself, like, hey, wake me when the shovel's in the ground. And uh, uh, all you can do now is just sit back and keep your fingers and toes crossed until that day comes. And I think it is coming this time around. But we've thought <laughs> maybe some of that in the past. But I think now uh, it sounds as though all systems go. So, um, yeah, before I start, uh, you know, designing color schemes inside and uh, everything else, we'll wait till the, the shovel uh it's the dirt. Uh, start with red if you're going to do that. Ooh, yeah, there you go. Told you, sharp. You know what? I, I would look. I would really, you know, the way Detroit. If anybody uh, has been there, they kind of have a sense of it. And you know, there's still there's some great rinks around the league. And and you know what? For its age, the Bell Center in Montreal is a wonderful place to watch the game. Concourses could be a little more bumped out, but other than that, you watch a game in Montreal. It's wonderful. Same with uh, with Detroit. You know, to me, those are the best uh, places to watch a game for a number of reasons, and I'm I'm real hopeful that uh, that Calgary kind of encapsulates both because uh, it's hard to beat those two. Um, we're gonna do sensible Flames takes for the upcoming season tomorrow. We're gonna throw out the bold, the hot. We just want to have a sensible Flames take from you before we let you go for the Ooh. upcoming season. Sensible. Sensible. Do you want me to give you one, but so you so you have time to think about one? Sure. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Nikita Zadorov will score 10 goals this season. And uh, am I to agree or disagree on that? No, I'm or just, that's just, say, just you're just putting it out there. I'm you, just putting it out there as a sensible flame stake. Give us a sensible flame stake. Okay. 
I, not, yeah, sensible. So nothing crazy. I'll tell you that um, Jonathan Huberdeau has 85 points. See? Sensible. Sensible. I like mm-hmm. that. Uh, Ryan mm-hmm. Le- I like it. Uh, Ryan Leslie, um, host of the Flames on Sports. We're almost there. We're looking forward to next Wednesday. Thank let's get Lord. this season. Yeah, let's 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 get this season going here against Winnipeg down at the Dome. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> soon, pal. Thanks for this. Thanks, boys. All the best. All right. There he is, Brian Leslie in the Atlas Pizza and Sports Guest Hotline. Arena's coming. It looks like it's coming. It's going to happen. I generally like to have a positive outlook on life. It's much better than being a negative SOB, negative about everything. Cynicism helps nobody. But it looks like this is going to happen. Maddie, what's the one thing you'd love to see in a new barn? Oh, I've said this before. Petting zoo. Okay, well, that's... But what animals are you petting? It's not like the flames are named after an animal. Alligator. Okay, okay that's just... What do you mean? Petting a gator at the at whatever this place would be yeah, called. Yeah, we talked about this last week. You know, okay. You tried to get it into the Nat and Philly's building there. Everyone was giving him the hug, remember? Wally the gator? Yep. 100,000 followers on TikTok? No problem? Uh, have, like, giant wide concourses. I want press box food like Ross Tucker tweets about. Okay, well, that's just you being about you right there. Well, yeah, you never said that I didn't have to be selfish about it. I picked two things. You think they should bring the beer lines over from the dome to the new barn? The beer lines aren't that bad. Okay. The washroom lines are terrible. Okay. There's enough places to get beer now that they're not that bad. They're still expensive. One behind 213. You don't have to deal with anybody. Flash your card, you're in, and you're out. The Amazon technology. Yeah. Insider tips here. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm sure they'll have that at the new barn. Oh, they'll have all of it automated. It'll probably, probably all be there. <laughs> yeah. I saw <laughs> that there was actually a restaurant in town here that has a robot server up uh, in the Northeast. Yeah. For real. All right. For real. Really? Yeah, it's like a robot. It's probably like six feet tall. At least I can yell it's at It's got like a face on it. I don't like what you're saying. <laughs> you just yell at the staff. I'm kidding. And then they've got trays <laughs> behind like the face. They've got like four trays. So he, he just wheels stuff around for people. Really? Which really I, sewers uh, my job for when we eventually get canned. I was probably going to go back and work in a restaurant. So I, uh, <laughs> I welcome our AI overlords with open arms. Mm. Wow. Careful okay. what you say there. Yeah. You still haven't seen the creator. No, I haven't. Careful. Scare you, Maddie? Careful what you watch for. Well, I'm typically scared of AI already. Oh, yeah, it me didn't too. Help. Me too. Me yeah. too. It actually kind of did help. Just to realize what's going to happen? No, because there was a lot of portions of it that were like, hey, look at all the good that can mm. come of it. But then, like I said. It's the ones that ruin it for everyone. That's, yeah. that's the one you got to worry about. And in the creator, a uh, bit of a spoiler. It's the Americans. Well, of course it is. Oh, okay. They're chaotic. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, let's do some NFL big bets. Sure. Let's uh, do it. Straight ahead. Maddie's been scorching hot been. this season. We got a Thursday nighter tonight. Mm-hmm. Between, uh, if you want to make money, it's pretty simple. The Bears and the Commanders. Follow the kid. Uh, the Commander is going to change their name apparently again. Yeah, uh, Josh Harris wants to. They're going to, you know, do some uh, research and whatnot to change the name. <laughs> I think they should go back to the Washington Football Team. WFT. Yeah, because it always looked like WTF <laughs> when you look at like it, it for that split second. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. Oh. I like the Washington Football Team. It was different. Yeah. Yeah, it was different. I like it. Um, we'll do NFL Big Bets next. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Breaking Blue Jays news, Louis Rivera, 
after 11 seasons as the Blue Jays' third base coach, retiring. And after what happened yesterday... Don't blame him. And uh, Bo Bichette going right through a stop sign. He's like, you know what? I, I've seen enough. He's I've like, I got here. players running through stop signs. <laughs> I have computers making our decisions on the bench. I'm I good. think that this sport has changed and I'm done. You know what? I'm going to go coach uh, coach some kids in Little League. That's sure. more fun. Or you can just enjoy retirement. Or go find another job. Yeah. Um, the NBA preseason starts this morning, too. Holy crap. Was that not this on morning? your uh, Rose report? I missed that. It doesn't include the Raptors. So. Where are they? Uh, the Raptors are uh, United Arab Emirates. Oh, so that's the Mavericks and T Wolves in Dubai. Yeah, um, from a league that pret- Abu Dhabi. Sorry. Yeah, from a league that pretends it's so progressive. Oh, let's go take the money and go play over there. I just look up some uh, egregious human rights violations in the United Arab Emirates, mm-hmm. but the NBA is okay with that because they're going to cash in a little bit of money. Get to showcase Anthony Such Edwards. Progressive and, league. And Such Doncic. progressive league. I Aren't keep. They- get- yeah. Where are the Raptors going to play their preseason game? They're going to Cairns? They're in Vancouver, right now. Cairns is coming to them. They're playing the Taipans Ooh. October 15th in 10 sure. days. Get some uh, in a preseason international game. teams. Where? Yeah, they got the Kings in Vancouver That's on in Sunday. Australia. Yeah, 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 great. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing more electric than NBA preseason, too. Thank God we only have one more Flames preseason game left. You know Tomorrow what's funny? Night in Vancouver. Like the Blackhawks started their preseason last Saturday. Yep. And like they they're just wrapping it up now. Like it's it's amazing that the Flames were actually playing five days before the Blackhawks even started their preseason. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like good <laughs> Friday, and then you have that good long break before Wednesday for reels down at the dome. And Tuesday like, hockey's back for real though. It's triple header though. The you thing for me too yeah. is like with the Flames, like you have a new coaching staff, so you want more preseason games, maybe get a little mm-hmm. bit more of a field there. They got the same coaching staff. And what is the big question about the Blackhawks roster? They're going to be terrible. Who's going to play yeah. with Connor Bedard? Exactly. Yeah. Is it Nick Felino and Taylor Hall? It's, it's, just, it's just the whole, like, the, yeah. the vastness between teams playing only, like, five preseason games to, like, teams playing eight. Just NHL, set a standard. Everybody plays six. That's fine. Nah, Whatever. If they want to play fine. more, they want to play yeah, four. Yeah. Just nobody get hurt tomorrow. We don't need another. Who's going to play? Situation. They're on the road. They're in Vancouver. Like I, I, doubt, Mar- I bet it's pretty much the same roster they sent yesterday, except Markstrom, plus maybe. Markstrom. Yeah. That would be my guess. Mm. They played essentially their NHL roster back on Monday when they were hosting the Jets. Yeah, that was so. Yeah. I wouldn't risk it. Just send the send the guys that we were fighting for that fourth line. Maybe yeah. a couple of the NHL bodies, You've but already lost Pelletier. You've already Rooney. had a scare with Huberto. Sure, Rooney. Well, I'm just saying, like guys, injuries have mounted up. You've yeah. already had the two injuries, the Huberto scare. Yeah, Ponzik so. yesterday. Yeah. yeah, sure. Let's get out of here. Let's just get through it. And then we can finally dip into the season for real. Um, I think we'll do sensible flames takes tomorrow. All right. Sensible. Forget every other show that's going to do like hot or like bold. Mm-hmm. We're just going to do sensible flames takes. Here tomorrow. on the miniature show? Here on the miniature show, we'll do sensible flames takes. Hashtag sensible flames takes mm. tomorrow. Hit us up on Twitter with yours. Maybe we'll share some of them. Yeah. Sensible flames take. Let's do it. Works uh, right. But right now. That time of the week. Mm. Time to make a little money. Where you should be listening to Matty Rose. <laughs> it's time for our NFL Big Bets, and it's brought to you by Sports Select. Prove your sports IQ and claim the title with Sports Select Pools. Make your picks at sportselect.com. Must be 18 plus. Please play responsibly. Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Gambling? Who's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win. 
This is good 80s montage music. I like right that. Now. I like that intro. It's good. It's the like casino cool. music from Rain Man. Hangover oh, references. Nice. Yes. Love Rain Man. Really? A good, great movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. When's the last time you watched Rain Man? Ten years ago. Yeah. I don't know if it holds I got, up. Still. It probably doesn't hold up. Yeah. I, I get it, but I like Rain Man. Loves Rain Man. Loves Yuri Letnin. <laughs> you name yeah. it. You're an interesting man, Patrick Deep cut Dumas. Patrick Dumas. <laughs> Deep cuts here. Um, standings after week four. Yeah. Matt, 16-7-1. George, 13-11. Patrick, 11-12-1. That was a bad week. Yeah, you had a one in five. You had a bad week. Uh, let's start with uh, a game tonight, and I'll be glued to it. I'm not going to disparage it because I'm going to be watching every second hey, of this me game. me too. I'll be watching Al Michaels make uh, snarky comments the whole time, which I enjoy. Yeah, I, I, Grandpa Al is my favorite. Yeah, like this, like he's, he's never had a vegetable money. apparently in his life. Never eaten a vegetable. I'm a big fan of Kaylee Hartung too. She's a great sideline reporter. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chicago Bears at Washington Commanders. No, I like her. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Washington mm-hmm. minus six total. 44 and a half, Manny. Yeah, I'm such a sicko for the Bears. I don't know what's wrong with me. What's wrong with me? Someone help. <laughs> Last week, I actually liked how they played, but then they totally botched the game in the end. Ooh, I hate it. I'm taking the Bears plus the points. I hate it so much. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's going to win, though. Yeah, I know. Like Coming off uh, two really good games, Ross Tucker mentioned last week, two probably their career games for Justin Fields and Sam Howell. I worry about Washington's secondary. And if Justin Fields can spread the ball, can just give him a little bit of time Manny. to sit in that pocket and throw the ball deep. Washington's like uh, bottom three in uh, EPA per drop back. They give up a lot of yards. I like the Bears to cover. Washington probably wins, but the Bears can cover that five, uh, the six. You know what? I, th- I think Justin Fields is going to have some issues tonight. Yeah. I think Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, I think they're all going to be in his face. And I think they got some issues. Um, I'm going to take the Commandos. All right. Minus six. I hate this pick. I hate this game. But I'm going to take the Commando six because I think Justin Fields is going to be running for his life tonight. That offensive line is wonky to say the least. Um, I know what they did against Denver, but Denver's terrible. Mm-hmm. Washington's a much better team than the Broncos. I will lay the points. Chalky McChalkerson <laughs> over here. I will lay the six points and take the commandos. All right. Uh, in foggy London town. Jags foggy at Bills. London town. Bills minus five and a half total. 40 and a half, Matty. With this one, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills. I know that they have had to travel across the pond to play in this game, and the Jags have stayed there all week. But nevertheless, I'm going to take the Bills minus the points because the Jags offense has been way worse than we thought. Wasn't that good? I like the Jags. I I like that they have Jacksonville over there back-to-back weeks. I know they had to give up their hotel to Buffalo. That's the only thing they're really changing is they changed hotels. New stadium this week as well. Uh, Jags, they, they they looked good last week. I know it's just Atlanta, and I know the only thing holding back Atlanta is really that quarterback from them taking off, because that's a good defense there as well. Calvin Ridley getting into the end zone. I think it's a tough trip from Buffalo going across the Atlantic. Jacksonville's already set up there. Buffalo might win the game, but Jacksonville keeps it close. I like the Jags, plus five and a half. Ooh, okay. Um, I like the, the Bills' defense, what they're doing, how they look. But I think the Bills' offense right now yeah. is just firing on all cylinders. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this matchup. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the over 48 and a half. I just don't know how Jacksonville is going to slow down Josh Allen. Well, who there's Josh love, Allen. Who does a hell of a game last Yeah, week. Josh Allen against Josh Allen yeah. violence <laughs> the only in thing, that game. The only thing that I worry about is will the Jags finally show that they can actually move the ball? 
because it's been kind of frustrating with this offense. That, oh, they got Calvin Redley, and they got all these guys. Yeah, Doug and Peterson look at all these running plays. backs. Yep. And Trevor Lawrence didn't take a huge step. I thought Lawrence had a pretty good game last week. Yep. I mean, he's, he's showing scenes, like signs that he can get there. Maybe I'm, a big win over a team like Buffalo can do it. I think we might see some garbage time points in this matchup. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the over 48 and a half. Uh, this one's interesting. Uh, the surprising Houston Texans at the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta minus two points total, 41 and a half. I'm hopping on the C.J. Stroud bandwagon. Things have been pretty good out there. Uh, I know they lost one of their guards, but they might be getting one of their tackles back pretty quick here. Um, I don't love the Falcons. I'm going to take the Houston Texans plus the points here. Yeah, this game feels like Atlanta being back home. Like, Bijan Robinson is yet, he's only one touchdown on the year. He's done all the offense, but he only has one touchdown. I think there's going to be some points. I like the over here. I'm going to go over the 41 and a half. <laughs> I think I got to take Atlanta minus two at home. Oh, a little head to head? I know it's tough trip on the back end of the, the trip in London. I just can't take the Texans on the road this way. I think Atlanta's going to slow the game down. They're going to pound the football. You know, I'm not a big Desmond Ritter guy, but again, the, the, he has he has he's handcuffed in this offense anyway because they just want to pound the football. I just can't take Houston on the road seriously here. I'm going to take the Falcons minus two. We're doing NFL big bets. Brought to you by Sports Select. It's the Big Show. Ruskin Rose, Sportsnet 960, the Fan. Uh, Eagles at SoFi to square off against the Rams. Philly minus four and a half. The total, Maddie. 50 and a half. You know what we've seen from the Eagles through the first four weeks of the season? Inconsistency? A little bit of rope-a-dope. Okay. They're drawing everybody in and thinking that, oh, the Eagles, oh, they're 4-0, no, but look at the box scores. They haven't really been doing that well. I think that this is the week that the Eagles show out and say, yeah, listen, we are for real. We're going to be 5-0, and oh, no problem. I'm taking the Eagles minus the points, especially the Rams. Like, come on. Rams? Come on. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you, Maddie. L.A., they uh, held on for dear life against Indianapolis last week. Uh, got the big win, a uh, big uh, catch from Puka Nakua there in overtime. Great start from Nakua. They might have Cooper Cup back this week. Eh, he might be limited in his in what he can do. I don't think L.A. is going to be as bad as they were last year. I think with, with Stafford and Cup and Nakua and Kyron Williams, they can get going. But I do like this. Is, this feels like a get-right week for Philadelphia, that everything gets going. I know it's a long trip across country, but it's gonna. Be, there should be a lot of Eagle fans at, at SoFi. Uh, I like the Eagles to also do the minus 4.5. Yeah, I'm going to lay the Eagles minus 4.5 here. Um, you're right. Who knows what Cooper Cup's going to look like. Uh, you can throw on the Rams. We saw it last week as the uh, Colts got right back into this game. And as we talked to Russ Tucker about earlier, teams 4-0, and they're not clicking on all cylinders yet. This could be a nice spot for the Philadelphia Eagles. I hate it, but I'm going to take it minus 4.5. Chiefs at Vikings. Kansas City minus four, the total 52 and a half. So I would have jumped right on the Chiefs minus four here, but Patty Duma pointed out something a little fishy has been going on with this line. The Chiefs were initially favored by what, six and a half, seven points? It was six on Tuesday. And it has all of a sudden over 48 hours dropped all the way down to minus four. A lot of that's money not on necessarily that's pretty big movement to just say that there's been a lot of money in that feels like almost someone got a bit of a tip so as a result i'm not going to play either of these teams and i'm going to go to the over that line moving that much has me nervous about the chiefs and i'm going to take over 52 and a half yeah i you know what i the, the vikings they've been in one score games all year again they're now one in three in one score games 
I think the Vikings can get this thing close. I think they can compete with Mahomes. I think the offenses are pretty similar with the way they can spread the ball around. Chiefs defense is probably a little bit better than uh, where it, people thought it would be at this point. Obviously, Minnesota's defense big last week against a rookie quarterback, Bryce Young, Harrison Smith. I have 14 tackles, two sacks, two tackles for losses. I, one of the most underappreciated players in all of football, Harrison Smith. I like the Vikings, man. I think they can keep that one close. Vikings plus four. I, I, I can't. I can't take the Vikings here. I just can't. Um, they barely beat the Panthers last week. They had to come back to do it. Yeah, it was a tough start. Yeah. Um, I, I would imagine Jay Jetta's them Justin at home. Jefferson. Them at home is just, it feels better than yeah. them at home. Um, Justin Jefferson, I'm, I'm sure we'll have a good game here, but I think the Chiefs get this done, and I think they get it done convincingly. Mm. This is a way step up in class from what the Vikings did last week against the Panthers. I do like that total, Matty, but I will lay the points. I am Mr. Chalk today. Joe Pubic, as they say. <laughs> mm. uh, minus I'm Joe four. Pubic right now. Yes, on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, minus four. All right, uh, the game of the week, I would say. Yeah. The tradition of all traditions. Old time Cowboys at Levi Stadium to play the San Francisco 49ers. Niners, three and a half point favorites, total 45 and a half. I really wish Trevon Diggs was available for this game because I think it would be awesome to watch this Niners offense go against this fully loaded Cowboys defense. I still think that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. But on the other side, I'm going to decisively say that the Niners defense is better than the Cowboys offense. They've been good this year. Don't get me wrong. But as a result, I think only one team is going to be able to really score points here. I like the defenses on both sides. I'm going to take the under 45 and a half. I hummed and hawed Dallas plus three and a half. I think, you know, I think you probably lose by a field goal. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored. So I'm going to go with the under uh, in this one. Dallas going on the road. I think the Cowboys are in a better position this year than they were last year going into that playoff game in San Francisco. Hopefully you don't have a finish like we did in that playoff game. I think the Cow- this, is a, this is a big test for both teams. First test for both teams. They want to be part of that Eagles conversation. I know the Niners are probably already there. Big get one for the Dallas Cowboys, but I like the under in this one. 45 and a half. I think the Niners are going to smash the Cowboys yeah? in this game. All right. I think the Cowboys, um, again, being the Cowboys, being the Toronto Maple Leafs of the NFL, <laughs> being as overrated as they are. If you watch these Niners games, they're they just look unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And credit to the Cardinals for giving them a bit of a game Second half. last Sunday. And the Cardinals kicked a hole in the Cowboys the week before. Mm-hmm. Dallas and Dak. If this is on Dak's arm, let's see what he can do. If he's going to throw a lot of interceptions. I think a big game for Tony Pollard tonight. Bosa in the kitchen Sunday. of uh, Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. I think the Niners are absolutely going to kick a All hole. Right. In the Dallas Cowboys, I will take the three and a half points at home. I like the only reason I'm worried about this under bet is if the Cardinals throw up a 35 spot, which I think is very much in play. I'm not worried about the Cowboys offense scoring against the Niners defense. Not at all. Zero. Okay. Um, that is our NFL big bet. Got a lot of head heads this week. Yeah. And really? it's brought to you by Sports Select. Uh, prove your sports IQ and claim the title with Sports Select Pools. Make your picks at sportselect.com. Must be 18 plus. Please play responsibly. Have we also ever had a game where we all pick the same thing, like the Eagles game? Uh probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the only one this week that we're all on the all on the same. It's the with first the time this season. It is the first time this season, though. Um, I'll you be, know that's gonna miss now. I'll be all about the uh, the propositions <laughs> tonight. 
in the game. Yeah, uh, I jumped on a couple yesterday. What'd you jump on? Uh, Fields over 45 and a half rush yards and Sam Howell over 12 and a half rush yards. Sam Thurston Howell? Mm. He has rushed for 16 yards in three of the four games so far, so I felt like that was a safe bet there. Um, but yeah, those were a couple of... Pro- I was trying to find a Brian Robinson rushing prop, but didn't have it on the particular company I use. You know what I love yesterday. tonight? Uh, Cole Komet over receptions. Oh, yeah, that seems like Fields' guy. Did you see his touchdown celebration oh, back to last back. week with the the, uh, <laughs> the staffers like throwing him the ball yeah. and everybody trying to catch it over the... I was like, this is incredible. Uh, he's going he's gonna to have to score another one now. I love uh, Cole Komet. Uh, I think uh, Washington's going to be in his... In, Fields' his grill. He's going to have to get rid of that ball very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And Cole Komet seems like he's his uh, security blanket. Had seven catches for 85 yards against the Broncos the week before. Two catches for 22 against the Chiefs. Uh, he's gone over three and a half catches in three of his last four games. And his so line I is said like, 31 and a half yards. Yeah, I do like Cole Komet tonight. I really like Cole Komet. Uh, so what you probably should do is take uh, the under <laughs> in that cash or ticket. But I do really like Cole Komet this evening. Is he going to score a touchdown too? I don't. I never bet touchdown props. It's so risky. It's just, and even like you see like those. uh, I just love that about social media when you see those things posted like, oh, hit a home run and this guy win x number of dollars or this touchdown score on Sunday. Look at this parlay. First point score in the NBA. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't you just show me all the losing bets you've made? You know, post those too. Because mm-hmm. that's the best part. It's like, oh, these these people never lose. They do this. Yeah. How much money are they throwing into the uh, first touchdown score? Like, again, it's such a crapshoot. It's a lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it is. It's an absolute lottery ticket. All right. You owe me two units if Cole Komet doesn't hit. Okay. Or I'll give you a firm handshake and apologize <laughs> to you. It's only five bucks. And I'll make eye contact with you. <laughs> contact, too? Yes. Wow, I, you never do that for me. Deep, deep eye contact. Okay, now it's a little too far. Um, Patrick, you have a uh, an appointment. What do you got coming up in Mucho Big Show? Well, we're going to replay that Jeff uh, Jeff Blair interview, obviously, because that was... Uh, Is GVP's handling... Uh, GVP's handling everything. So what do you got coming up, GVP? You're handling it. Uh, Your we'll turn do Bla- to shine. We'll do Blair, and then we'll do uh, Tucker at the bottom of the hour. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Sports. Um, we'll try to get uh, we'll try to get Kevin Barker on tomorrow. Yeah, I'll reach out about the Blue Jays debacle. We'll talk some Flames tomorrow. We'll do some sensible Flames takes tomorrow. Sensible. What was the other thing we were going to do tomorrow? There was a couple of things that we were talking about with sensible Flames. Are we doing Win Song trial tomorrow? Mm-hmm. No, no, we're going to do that next, next week. week. Okay. We're going to okay. do that Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then we'll pare it down on Wednesday before the home opener. Okay. So that's what we'll do because we're off Monday. We have to give thanks. On Monday. Mm-hmm. But tomorrow are sensible flames take. Looking forward to it. And again, like we don't want it too bold, too crazy. Like Ryan Leslie just told us, sensible flames take. Jonathan Huberto will have 85 points. Yeah, that's sensible. That's like, right. Yeah. I, I'm going to say it. Your Nikita Zadorov, 10 goals, feels a little high. I don't know really? how sensible that is. 10 goals for a defenseman is like a really good year. Wait, okay. 14 last year? How many did he have last year? Did he? 14 feels extremely I high for him last I year. But thought he had, I thought he had a double he had digits. A good, he had a good year the year prior, but I think he was down. Like Him and Gabranson scored like 25 goals when they were playing on the third pair. I'd be willing to be wrong. Yeah, 14 goals. 14 there you goals, go. seven assists last year. Sensible. First time he's ever been over seven, but yeah, sensible. It's amazing that he had more goals than a... Sorry, seven goals and 21 assists. Here's a sensible take. No, 14 goals and Dylan seven assists. Dylan Dubé... Yeah. Well, Scotty crushes it at math once again. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, 
Dylan Dubé will score north of 15 goals. Yeah, I like that. That's sensible. super sensible. Yep. Yep. Sensible. You could mm-hmm. say Dylan Dubé has a career year scoring goals because his highest ever is only 18, and I think that's still sensible. Sensible. Mm-hmm. Andrew Majapani will crack 25. 25 goals. Sensible. Sensible. Yeah. Yeah, we want to hear them tomorrow, and we'll play them because we haven't used Texty McTexers in a while. No, he's been sleeping. Melancholy Malcolm. That's the other thing we should do tomorrow for the Jays because we didn't get to do it today. And I really think that there was so much good stuff on social media yesterday. Uh, yes. Can you? Uh, Can you of, please? Yeah, we'll see if uh, Melancholy Malcolm's into uh, reading the misery of Blue Jays fans because uh, I think tomorrow's the last day we do Jays and we shut it down until there's a big deal where somebody gets fired. Until the off season or. Yeah. Mm. Until they make the Juan Soto and Shoei Otani trades. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be just those two after. Yep. No, Nobody no else. Comes. All the Blue yeah, Jays. Those two Bruno, and Jose yeah. Barrios. And the yeah. only thing is, you'll have to wait a year for Shoei to pitch for the yeah. Blue Jays because of his UCL uh, surgery. Yeah. Mm. He's just going to have to hit 40 bombs as the DH. As the DH, yeah. So yeah. Vladdy has to play every day at first because yeah. he's not getting dealt. He's part of, mm. he's sticking around in those mm. trades, by the way. Yeah. All right. Uh, follow the uh, the podcast Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your favorite podcatcher. Uh, tomorrow, so we'll try to have Melancholy Malcolm. We'll do Sensible Flames takes. We'll, we'll try to reach out to Kevin Barker. Hopefully, he can jump Frank on Cervalli the program. Frank Cervalli will be around at some point. Frank Cervalli will maybe... We'll even reach out to Megan Mickelson, too, I think. Uh, we'll have a busy Friday ahead of your long weekend. Uh, that's it for us. Have a terrific Thursday. Uh, not much sports going on tonight. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the football. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, all the baseball series have ended, so yeah. you don't get any Take of that. back up Saturday. Um, yep. Have a terrific Thursday. We'll talk to you uh, tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.